Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and you're in for a treat today because I am sharing a conversation that I just had with one of my Fat Loss Fast Track clients. He is a gentleman. We don't have too many male Fat Loss Fast Trackers that are like, yeah, I'll come share my story on the podcast. So I'm super grateful that he is willing to do so, and I really know that this is gonna resonate with so many people. Prior to joining the Fat Loss Fast Track, he was pretty depressed. He didn't believe in his ability to lose weight, and he had tried and failed countless times and really felt like something was kind of wrong with him and had a little bit of the victim mindset. No matter what I do, it doesn't work, it's easier for everybody else. But he did something really powerful. He decided that he was going to set aside his ego and step outside of his comfort zone. He says when we're chatting that he was comfortable and unhappy. So he decided to get uncomfortable so he could become happy. He said that, you know, as a guy, he was really against the idea of journaling, but he decided, hey, what I'm doing isn't working and I'm willing to be uncomfortable to grow and to change my life. So he did. And then He got even more uncomfortable and he decided to go through breaking barriers, which is all about the inside work, not just eating well and moving more, but how are you holding yourself back? What excuses are you making? How are you lying to yourself? How are you comparing yourselves to other people? And he didn't feel very comfortable going into that program, but his willingness to set aside his ego and do what made him a little bit uncomfortable has improved multiple areas of his life. Not just fat loss, improved nutrition choices, improved energy, but also his finances, his relationships, and he is going to be sharing his story. For those of you that are interested in the Fat Loss Fast Track, this is the last you will hear me talk about it for a few months because it opens up on April the 2nd. So as of when you hear this, which will be Thursday, registration closes on Friday so that we have a couple of days before the kickoff on Sunday, April the 2nd, 2017. So you can go to the show notes page for this episode over on primalpotential.com if you want to register. If you've gone through one in the past and you're interested in the veterans level, you can shoot me an email so we can make sure you get into the right level for you if you've been through the first 12 weeks already. So you can just shoot me an email and we'll figure that out together. But super grateful to this client for sharing his story. I know you're going to really enjoy it. Take a listen. One of the cool things for me about your story 
was when you responded to the email about why you decided to participate in the Fat Loss Fast Track. And for you, it seems like a lot of it was just sort of being at the end of your rope and struggling with depression, which I can completely relate to. Just hopeless, frustrated, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I love that even though you were feeling that way, you decided to give the Fat Loss Fast Track a try anyway, which which is a little bit surprising to me, but also really, really encouraging. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that, like how you could talk yourself into giving it another go despite being in kind of a dark place? Well, yeah, sure. Um, well, the end of October last year or beginning of October, my knee had been bothering me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having another knee surgery. Um, doctor told me afterwards, look, there's not a lot of, we can do after this. It was just arthroscopic. Mm-hmm. But you're going to need new knees someday. I'm 35 years old. I was almost at my heaviest weight, and I was just like ever, probably everybody else. I kept trying and trying and trying and failing, mm-hmm. and I just could not figure out. I'm like, there has to be a link. Why are there skinny people out there, and why do they not try at all? Why do I try so hard and fail? Mm-hmm. What is it? What am I missing? There has to be something I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was pretty low um, self-esteem. Um, I really didn't have a lot of motivation, but I knew like it's, I either have to find something or I'm not, I'm never going to be happy. Yeah. So I took some time when I was off of my knee surgery and I started looking through everyone on the internet who'd lost hundred pounds or more, mm. kept it off and was successful. And then I started studying those people. So I looked around, I found a couple, I tried, didn't work, and then I ran across you and your credentials were perfect. Somebody who was in a similar situation, you had the nutritional education along along with it to back it up, and you'd lost it and kept it off, and you have a podcast. So I started (laughs) listening, and uh, everything started clicking, like it all made sense. I'm kind of nerdy with the science. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so I really like that. Um, that really made sense. If it makes sense to me, it's a lot easier to do. Yeah. So that was my starting point. And, you know, along with depression and overweight and things like that, you could probably tell, I mean, I w- I'm, I'm in debt too. You know, I spend money, um, sometimes perk me up and everything else. And so I almost didn't do it. I'm like, you know, I'm really trying to get out of debt, work on that. And I said, no, you're going to do it. This is something you need to try. And I went through it, and I'm, we're now at the very end, and I'm very happy I did. Very happy. Well, I want to so. know why you are happy that you did, what changed for you. But before that, I want to pause on something you just said, because it's a parallel that I really believe in, but, but I think it's a surprise to a lot of people, and that is money and weight loss. <laughs> yeah, you know... I, I I know where you're going with this, and it's it's absolutely a parallel for me. It's just a matter of for for me, it's a matter of uh, you know I overindulge in one thing, and then I try to fix it and fail. And I I don't know if it's I maybe you can link them together a little better for me, but I it's definitely a parallel. Yeah, like whatever's causing that is causing both. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes down to self esteem and self discipline. We are desperately looking to make ourselves feel better. And oftentimes, 
it, it bleeds over into other areas of life, whether it is we overeat to make ourselves feel better and we make ourselves feel worse. And then we overspend to make ourselves feel better and we make ourselves feel worse. But when we tap into basic principles that help us take better care of ourselves, whether that is financially, emotionally, physically, it, it runs over into other areas. And so for me, when I started getting my financial house in order, I was like, all right, this feels great. It feels great to do hard work that benefits me, right? As opposed to it feels great to buy a new handbag that I can't afford or whatever else it was. And I know a lot, a lot of people email me and say, you know, I'm thinking about the fat loss fast track, but it's not cheap. What should I do? And first of all, I'm a huge fan of being financially responsible. But what I also know, and you're just one example of this, most people find in the fat loss fast track that their finances improve, that their careers improve, that their relationships improve because these basic principles about prioritizing the way we responsibly care for ourselves, it helps every aspect of life. Yeah, it, um, that's absolutely true. And all those things have gotten better for me. Um, I, there is clearly a parallel between them all. And if you help one, the foundation for your program has really helped all of it. Um, the side effect, my, I went into it for weight loss, but the side effect has been, you know, uh, improved relationships, um, improved finances. Um, and it's not a matter of me not working at it. It didn't just naturally happen. Right. You know, I, I worked at those things, but the, the sequence to get me there, uh, was kind of laid out by your program. Yeah. So all those things, I think when one happens, I think you'll find, well, you probably know with all the clients you've had, but my guess is that when one happens, probably the others fall into place too. Absolutely. It's like that lead domino of, okay, I'm building this self-confidence. I'm building a sense of self-worth. I'm learning that it feels really good to do things, even when they're hard, that improve my life. And I want to improve my life and I can improve my life versus being in this dark place of feeling like none of it's likely all of it's likely if you just change a few basic things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I was there and, you know, even through part of the fast, fat loss fast track, there was something I was missing. And that's when I got into your, uh, I decided to do your breaking barriers program again. And that's when it all really clicked. Tell me so about that a, because right now we, as of when we're recording this, we are almost halfway through week 12. So we're at the tail end of the fat loss fast track but you said, you know, it's, it's made a positive difference for you. What was it with the fat loss fast track that you found to really make a difference in, in your choices, in your actions? And then what was it that you got from breaking barriers to sort of round it out? Well, um, being a guy, we don't like the word journal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. at all. It's like journal. That's what I know. That's for I'm girls. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that. Forget that. But anyway, I actually, I put the ego aside and I said, you know, okay, you're going to journal. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know what I eat. It's not a big deal. When I actually wrote it out all on paper every day, you know, the first week it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. I probably went a little overboard as far as to like making sure I was eating perfectly and everything. I'm like, no, that's not the point. Right. Let's just write down what you eat on a normal day and just watch it for a while. Yeah. So first couple weeks, okay, um, didn't really learn too much. But as I started getting to three, four, five weeks, I started really looking back and finding trends and patterns as to 
you know, I eat certain things and they do do well for me and I eat certain things and it really like sends me into like, okay, time to order a pizza while right. I'm eating ice cream. Right, right, thing. right. Like a downward spiral triggered by yeah, a particular absolutely. food choice. Yeah. So the journaling was huge. I think the way you implement the program as far as it's not, uh, it's kind of funny to me. I've told a couple people about this. I actually have somebody who's going to do the, the uh, spring uh, session. The, it's a fat loss fast track, but if you're thinking like um, you're going to lose a whole bunch of weight right now and that's the purpose of it, it's backwards. It's right. to get you to do all these things and get you to lose weight permanently. It's a fast track to doing it the right way. Yeah, it's like... Really. It's like I did a Daily Motivations podcast the other day where I said, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So yeah, by going yep. slow, we create this smooth path that's not just on again, off again, start, stop, fail, success. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And so because it lays this foundation, because we don't rush things, because we don't bite off more than we can chew, figuratively speaking, although literally as well, it oh. <laughs> ends up being the fast track. So yeah, that's a really great point. What was it about... Breaking barriers, because it's interesting. You say, obviously, you're a guy. The journaling thing is kind of like, eh. But I would think, too, breaking barriers, which is entirely mindset and self-limiting beliefs, yeah. that maybe as a guy you might be like, oh, I don't know about this woo-woo mindset well, stuff. Well, even the thought of me possibly sharing all this and going on air with a <laughs> podcast or anything is a little bit... Right. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned over the course of your program, and I don't know where I got this because I've done a lot of reading of your blogs, your podcasts, your daily motivations, and then our program itself. So mm -hmm. sometimes they all get mixed in together. Yeah, I mean, for but me really, too. <laughs> like, really putting the ego aside, you have to literally put the ego aside and say, where am I right now? This is where I am. I need to accept that. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. And how can I change it? Yeah. So I had to accept basically where I was at. You know, and I emotionally eat. I, I've had very negative thoughts about myself, self-esteem mm -hmm. issues, those kind of things over the years. I think that, um, I, you know, I can, I'd blow it off. I think a lot of people who, who knew me found out that I had all those issues, I think would be like, no way, you right. know, that guy's happy and everything else. But, yep. you know, I put on a good poker face. Yep. So, so the program, I kind of dove into it and I really set the ego aside and said, you know, do you want help or do you want to appear like you're doing help? Everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said, you know, I just said, okay, now's the time. Let's just do it, get it over with, and, you know, no big deal. So I went into that program, and, oh, my gosh, when I opened it up, like, every little lecture was about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was kind of funny. All those things I was doing to myself, you know, the lies I tell myself. Mm -hmm. Negativity, fear of missing out was a bigger one. Mm -hmm. um, excuses, I always make excuses to justify you know, whether it be purchases or food or stuff like that. Um, watching other people or what do you I think comparing? You call it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big one too. I'd look at you know my brother is six foot tall, one hundred and fifty pounds. So yeah. you know, and I know you're you have a sister that's in that oh, yeah. similar situation. <laughs> so, you know, I'd look at him and go, okay, you know, I've done stuff before. I'm like, I'm going to eat just what he eats. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done that in my life and things like that. But yeah, I have to put all that aside and go, you know what? It's not about them. It's about me. Like, what do I need? Not what does, you know, my six foot thin, 150 pound brother need. 
What do I need? Right. What's bothering me? What do I need to get over? So those really exposed my flaws, so to speak. Well, you know, I want to give you so much credit because what you just said is probably the hardest thing to do when trying to change your habits. Because improving your eating choices, that's not easy. And and moving more, that's not easy. And, and taking the challenges and doing the journaling, none of that is easy. But the hardest thing is to set your ego aside and not get emotional about where you are or where you've been, but be very objective about, okay, now what? What do I need to do about this? I can either complain and and feel sorry for myself and stay in this dark place, or I can say, what now? What next? And that is probably the hardest thing. So, I mean, I just want you to recognize how much credit you deserve for that. And the reality is that you can do that, that you are willing to do that means that you can do anything you want to do. Because if you are able to embrace the mindset of, all right, I am where I am, whatever has happened has happened, what now? What can I do about it? Where can I go from here? How can I get the help? How can I create the change? There's nothing you can't do if you have that attitude, which is so freaking exciting. Uh, yeah, it, it really is exciting. I thank you for those kind comments. Um, the, it, the, the hardest part, seriously, was like setting the ego aside and just yep. being, just doing that. Once I can do that, then it's actually, it's not so bad. And I actually move towards my goals much quicker. Absolutely. Because we oh. all feel kind of comforted by the woe is me story of I try so hard and I've tried so many things and, you know, my life is really stressful and my, my brother is taller and thinner. We feel comforted by those things. It's not there's no shame in the fact that it is comforting to coddle yourself with a story that doesn't move you forward. But despite being comforting, it's completely unproductive. So uh, that you have broken through that, I mean, seriously, that is everything. Absolutely everything. Well, I'm, you know, I think this program's really set the, uh, set a foundation for me to continue moving forward. And, you know, I, I was comfortable for a long time, but I wasn't happy. So mm -hmm. it's time to get uncomfortable and uh, make some new things comfortable. So that's, that's what I have to do. That's major. You were comfortable but not happy, and now it's time to be uncomfortable so you can create happy. I think that's that's where I'm at with my life, too. And I think it's a really exciting place to be. So we certainly have that in common, and it's it's just a great a great opportunity in life that not everybody chooses for themselves. So one thing I'd love to chat a little bit about is you've obviously made some very positive improvements and setting your ego aside is probably the biggest one. What feels hard for you right now? Where are you um, either struggling or feeling like you need to do some real work? Um, well, there's a couple things, um, for me that are hard. One is, um, I know this sounds funny, but time. Okay. Um, I work a lot of hours. I'm trying to, you know, pay off some debt. Mm -hmm. I work in a hospital, mm -hmm. so I will routinely work 12 hour shifts or 16 hour shifts mm -hmm. if, um, in need. And I also, after gaining all this weight came, um, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. Okay. So my sleep, I, I have to use a CPAP. Yep. Um, I am not happy about this, but I know it helps me. Yep. Um, and it is difficult to sleep with that thing. 
to get, I would tell people to get a solid eight hours of sleep, you almost need 10 hours in bed because mm. there's mask adjustments, things like that. Mm-hmm. So my time, as far as prioritizing what I need, I have not been to the gym as much as I'd like to, but I put sleep as a higher priority. I agree with uh, that 100%, 1000%. So um, my food choices to me are a bigger deal than the gym. So prepping food is a higher priority than the gym. Mm -hmm. So right now my exercising is hit or miss. I get a few in a week, which is an improvement. Yep. Um, But it's not always as consistent as possible. But I also know now that my food choices are probably the biggest factor in my weight loss and my goals. So for me, the gym and working out, I want that's what I want to do, but I really have to take a step back. And I grew up with sports, so I love sports. I played everything. Mm-hmm. So the gym, to me, isn't the hardest thing to get to. I almost could rather do the gym than prep food, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so to speak, but it's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. So sleep, um, prioritizing debt, basically prioritizing everything is difficult. Yeah. Uh, right now the other big thing i have is social eating um i have lots of friends we go do things and i am pretty good for the most part but there will be days where i'm just like you know what i just want to feel you know quote unquote normal so i go out and i have a couple bad meals or whatever and Mm. you know then i kind of take a step backwards um program has taught me not to beat myself up and to consistency is the key and rebounding, get right back on track. That's that right. Kind of thing, but I still, it's slowing me down. Yeah. So it definitely is. Well, let's kind of break those things down. And what I want to take off the table right off the bat is working out because you are right. Both sleep and nutrition are way higher priorities. So I would be happy to see you not going to the gym at all if it means that you have more time and energy for both sleep and food choices. So let's just set that one aside. The time will come for that, but it's not worth any of your mental and emotional energy right now. As it relates to um, prioritizing preparing food, one of the things that's super, super helpful for me is having one or two things that I really enjoy that I can make a lot of right? As opposed to, I know some people, and I i mean, hey, if it works for them, that's awesome. But there are some people that will spend hours each week doing food prep, which just, I could never, ever, ever, ever do that, right? That would just drive me bananas. But things like um, ground meat, or things like salmon cakes, or even a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store that you literally just pull some chunks off of. I think that when you identify for yourself, what are some staples that you can just do very quickly, but have work for multiple meals is a huge help. But I also think that it doesn't have to be overcomplicated because at the end of the day, you can make a fat loss friendly choice in the cafeteria at the hospital, right? Or stopping at the grocery store on your way to work. There are infinite numbers of fat loss friendly food choices you can make. So sometimes people will feel like there has to be this perfect meal prep situation and all of these awesome options at their fingertips in order to be successful. And I think there's a tremendous amount of value in taking some of that pressure off. Not that being prepared isn't good, I think it's really helpful, but really embracing the attitude that whether I have food prepped 
or I don't, there is always a quick and convenient option that I can get very, very quickly, whether that is hard boiled eggs or a rotisserie chicken or a salad at Chipotle or a, a lettuce wrap from Jimmy John's. You know, obviously I'm referring to things that are in the United States because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. I know that's where you live as well. But don't put too much pressure on the food prep side of things. Build that confidence that even if you're in the cafeteria at the hospital, you can pick something that is aligned with your goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And I've actually trended a little more towards that. I started, I was food prepping quite a bit and uh, it was getting to be taxing and really Mm -hmm. eating into some of my free time. So, you know, I, for a while, and this is just a testament to how my mind's changed. I, for when I first started, I'm like, I have to have this food prepped, or I'm going to have a bad week. Exactly. And then I went. Then I went. You know what? Let's wing it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Why not put my? Why? Why am I setting myself up to have to have these circumstances for this to work? Exactly. Any time, and that's why yeah. I bring that up because anytime we say I need this or else, it's subconsciously giving ourselves an out. Like, like food prep has the power and you don't have the power. So without the food prep, you're screwed. You have all of the power, whether you are getting nuts and jerky at a gas station or you're eating in a cafeteria at work, or you're skipping a meal because you didn't have time to eat it because your schedule is crazy, or you have an entire fridge stocked with food options. So the reason I bring it up isn't that I don't value preparation. It's that I don't value making that a requirement for success because it's not right. And I think sometimes we just put too much pressure on ourselves there related to the social eating though. Your journal will give you the best approach here. But for me, what has been very helpful and what I've seen be most helpful for others is just being relaxed about what would be an improvement for you. So you said, you know, sometimes you have this social group of friends and sometimes you go out and you end up having a couple of meals in a day that you don't feel good about. Well, maybe the next weekend that you're out and about, it's pick the meal that's going to be an indulgence for you, but it's one and it's not two. Maybe that is the improvement that you practice. When you decide, hey, I want to go out, I don't want to think about what's fat loss friendly, but I'm going to limit it to one meal. And even though we're going out for lunch and dinner, I'm going to make sure that I'm, you know, doing something good for my goals with lunch and dinner, I'm going to indulge and I'm not going to think about, you know, what's the most fat loss friendly thing. Maybe that's the improvement. Or maybe it's that if you're, you know, you're going to drink, then you're going to keep the the food choices more fat loss friendly. Or if you want to indulge from the food side of things, you're going to skip the alcohol. But your journal is going to show you what one improvement you can practice in these social situations. I know for me, if I'm going to do, in fact, just this past weekend, I was at a place that they, they served this bread, which normally doesn't even tempt me, but they served it with this um, red wine butter, right? And I was like, oh, I want to try the butter. So of course, I grabbed my fork and I put it right in the butter and I try it and I'm like, oh. And then of course, the bread looked like, sometimes bread in a bread basket's like, not worth it. But this looked really good. So I had the bread with the butter, but then that means I'm not going to do sweet potato fries with my, with my meal. And so it's those kinds of trade-offs, what's worth it, what's not. But at the end of the day too, reminding yourself that it's what you do most of the time, not what you do all of the time. So if you know you're going to have a particularly social weekend, well, just be even more on point during the week with your sleep, with your food choices, 
because that's what's really driving the results, what you do the 80 to 90% of the time, you know? Yeah, I've, um, yeah, I've definitely looked at things differently now. And, you know, if I do go out and obviously there's better choices than I've made, mm -hmm. uh, but I've also made a lot of what, uh, a lot of better choices. So if I stretch those out over time and look kind of at the last 12 weeks, mm -hmm. my improvement's been huge. Um, and yeah, there's room for improvement too, but that, that's, you know, that will come with uh, consistency and practice. So, and here's the um, thing, it's easy when we start to make improvements for then the choices that don't look all that stellar to stand out. And then we feel kind of bad about them because we mm -hmm. made yeah. these big improvements and we feel so proud. Then when we have the pizza, even though we had two slices instead of normally where we'd eat half the pie, we're like, oh, dang, don't allow yourself to get down on your progress in your mind because of what, like you said, is actually an improvement. The litmus test I always go back to is, are you seeing results? Sometimes people will overindulge regularly enough and significantly enough to basically wipe out any progress they were making. So then it's this dance of two steps forward, two steps back, but that's not where you're at, right? You are truly making forward progress. And so you have to ask yourself, okay, do I want to give up some of my enjoyment of food for faster progress or am I okay with this slower rate of progress and a higher overall enjoyment of food and lifestyle? You know, there's no, there's no wrong choice there. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I totally understand that. I go back and forth. I think I have cycles where I kind of enjoy food a little bit and maybe not as much progress. And then the following week I'm like, you know what, let's kick it into gear and let's yep. really hammer it out hard. So I think maybe I kind of cycle a little bit and, um, I think I'm finding my own, uh, whatever works for me. I, I can't say that for me, I do love food. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's times when I do want to indulge in something and yep. I, I have, I just have to weigh the odds and go, okay, if you indulge in this and you don't have progress this week, you have to accept that. That's you right. can't get mad at yourself for that. That's you just right. Have it was to, a choice. Yeah, it was a choice. So don't get mad. Right. And then, you know, if that scale doesn't move or the, you know, your clothes don't feel a little better, then don't get mad at yourself. You, and just do you it differently the next time. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, use that as motivation to, you know, make a better choice. So I've had... um I have absolutely had progress on this uh, on this uh, fat loss fast track, um, and I'm getting better. Actually, it's kind of like exponentially getting better. It started off very slow, very tapered, and then it's really picking up the the more I uh, do it and go back and kind of uh, recheck and see where I've been and what what I've done, what I can do better, that kind of thing. And that's really uh, the thing, key. Sorry, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, you're fine. And then one thing I did, I think early in mid-February, you had a uh, challenge you put on Facebook where you answer three mm. daily questions. Yep. And I've been doing that since, and I think that's been huge. And um, those three questions, just in case people are like, what three questions? are basically like, do you remember what they are off the top of your head? I was talking to somebody yeah. about them. Really. What are uh, they? Yeah, yeah, I've done them every day. Um, so it's what do you want most? Right. Um, why? 
and then what are you willing to do to get them? And then I also have another section where I do gratitude also after that. So I love that. That, that little, you know, I just pull up Google Docs, um, pop it in there. I have got a running pages of, it's actually quite a few pages now of those three questions. But I think that really has focused my day. Get I up, do that. that. My day is focused. And, um, you know, it really sets the tone for the day. So of what I'm trying to accomplish. And I think that doing that and paying attention to what do I want? What am I willing to do to get there will allow you to find your cadence with indulgences, because as long as you're paying attention to, is this working for me? Am I moving in the direction? You're never going to get too far away from what you're trying to achieve. And I think that's, that's kind of how you anchor yourself to progress as opposed to getting carried away with, with indulgences at, at any frequency. Let me ask you one final question as we wrap up here. And that is, I know you said you've got a friend who's going to be starting in the spring group, um, which kicks off, gosh, just a few days, April 2nd. Um, if somebody were thinking about taking this journey, maybe somebody like you who is frustrated, doesn't really believe in themselves, maybe has, you know, some, some real negative belief systems around their ability to change. What would be your two cents to them? I would tell someone if, if you've struggled with weight loss, if you have some things that you don't understand, you don't know why you're overweight, you have trouble with losing weight. Um, and you want to figure out why, and how to do it and really get, you know, open yourself up to uh, maybe even humble yourself to this is what the reason is. Go for it. Because it, if if I didn't have progress on this, it's not because I didn't know. It's because I didn't do the work. Uh, I absolutely know what my issues are with overweight and everything now. So the the knowledge is there. Now it's just about doing the work. So if you want to know, if you're confused, you don't, you're not quite sure why, go for it. Um, you've put a lot of time and effort into your programs, and it shows. You're there for everyone. I think even before I signed up for anything, you, an you answered and replied to every email I've ever sent. And you have so much material out there. It's incredible. Actually, <laughs> I actually had to slow down a little bit. I actually had to... <laughs> I, I literally, I stopped, I, I hate to say this, I stopped listening to your podcast. I had too much information and too many things I needed to work on. Yeah. Uh, so I quit. I'm like, because at first I'm like, I'm going to listen every day. This is going to be my routine. I quit. I'm yeah. like, I got too much. <laughs> this yeah. is all good. I want to get to it at some point, but I got enough to work on right That's now. That's right. And it all depends on what you do with it. You don't need a fire hose of information. Oh. You need a consistency to application. And, yep. and so I think that's, that's the right decision. And I wish, I actually wish more people would do that. Really just take the time to implement, especially when going through either breaking barriers or the fat loss fast track. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want you to know sincerely from the bottom of my heart, just like I responded to your emails before the fat loss fast tracks. I, I want to see you achieve your fullest potential and get everything you want out of life and more. And so from the bottom of my heart, I mean that I am here for you every step of the way. If you have questions, if you feel stuck, if you've had a bad day, if you just need a little bit of an infusion of belief and a reminder of how far you've come, use me for that because you have come so far in such a short period of time. And I know that this is really just the beginning for you. Uh, you know, I, I want, I can't thank you enough for all that you've done just being there. I'll tell you what, well, I was very skeptical once I first 
found your podcast and you know okay yeah i'm gonna email this lady who's like ten thousand followers or i don't even know how many you have and then sure enough an email then sure enough another one and i'm like okay let's let's just maybe play with her let's see if she replies to this one here's two in a row <laughs> sure enough you're always there you're you are truly there for for your clients and for just anyone you know listening or um it's it's a very unique thing, I think, in a day and age where there's a lot of, you know, obviously you're running a business and there's a lot of marketing behind it. But it's just truly unique that you're there for everyone who who has a question. And um, but I am absolutely thrilled that you've put all this together. It's helped me tremendously. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.